This is the Ghetto Smart Podcast. I'm your host, VC. Week seven, almost two months with you guys. Almost two months of continuous dedication to this podcast. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in with me. Everybody that's checking me out. All my first time listeners, all my return listeners. I appreciate your business. Everybody that hit me up on the cash app last week. I appreciate y'all. Since y'all was talking shit about the kid, went ahead and dropped the cash app. Skull516, if you want to donate, went ahead and up my microphone up. So I appreciate y'all. Everything I get gets invested back into this podcast. I don't spend any of it myself. Um, so that's, that's just where I'm at. Um, I wasn't expecting anybody to send me any money. Um, I really don't need anybody to send me money like that. I, I gladly accept it and I appreciate all of you, but, um, I just had to put that out there because, you know, I'm sitting here giving out free content and people always have shit to say about free content. You know, all these other podcasters are asking you to, to finance them. They're looking at you like another job. I'm not trying to do that. I just want to welcome you into my world. I digress. So how was your week? My week was fine. It was very productive. Got some shit done. Working on some some interviews for you guys. I got a couple of artists that I want to bring on to the platform. You know, give them an opportunity to um, share their story, share what they have going on, share their music. So, got a little something in the works for us. Again, we only seven weeks in right now, so... You know, we we making gains, man. Go back and listen to episode one and then catch this one. Let me know what you think. You know what I'm saying? We trying to do a little bit better. I want to say shout out to my fan base in Germany, man. Showing me major love. Always sending me DMs. Always sending me, you know, just thanks and and just telling me congrats and just telling me to keep doing my thing. So I appreciate y'all. I'm going to keep doing this for y'all as well. So... I don't even know where I want to start this week. I don't even know if I want to start at all. How y'all feeling? Not too much really went on this past week. I've really been in my own little world, to be honest with you. Been trying to take care of some things. I was supposed to go to Florida this weekend, this past weekend, and uh, the person I was going to meet with kind of canceled on me last minute, so I wasn't able to make that trip. So I'm hoping that maybe I can get this, get this taken care of within the next two weeks. Um, I don't want to let you guys know what I'm working on right now. I kind of just want to keep it, keep everything organic, keep everything a surprise, get on one week and then you'll see what I got working out. But just know I'm trying to make this podcast better. I'm trying to incorporate other people into this podcast. Just trying to do, you know, trying to provide you guys quality content. That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. So. Yeah, man. All right, y'all. I'm going to get into the shit in a minute. I'm just going to finish smoking real quick. You know I got my wine handy. Hopefully you got your supplies. You got everything you need. You don't have to move. Everything's copacetic. So, I do want to ask a question to my listeners. Especially my, my listeners that are in a relationship. During these COVID times, 
did it make you appreciate your your significant other more than you did before? Did you do you look at them differently now? Do you appreciate them more? Are you grateful that you have them in your life more than you did let's say a year ago? Because honestly, man, I look at my lady and the only thing I can I could say to myself is, you know what? Thank you God. Thank you for putting somebody like this in my life. Thank you for making her the way she is. Because I would have went batshit crazy if I did not have a lady during these times. Cooped up in the house, can't go nowhere. Can't really mingle with anybody if you're not around them like that because you don't know how they moving. Because I find out a lot of people that I fuck with, a lot of people that I'm cool with, don't do the mask. Major problem. You don't want to get the vaccine. You don't want to get the mask, but you you want me to come hang out with you and the fam. Nah, I'm sorry. Not going to happen. You can miss me with that shit. For real, miss me with that shit. That's all I got to say. But yeah, anyways, back to my question to my viewers, to my listeners. Do you appreciate your significant other more now that the COVID situation has happened? Because I've been talking to a lot of single women and also some single men as well. And the common theme that I'm finding is that, you know, this was a time in their life where they really wish that they weren't single. Where a lot of people sit and they think to themselves like, you know what? I wish I would have had somebody else. I wish I would have had somebody with me. I wish I would have had somebody to go to the store for me. In a woman's case. Because a lot of these ladies. Realize that yeah. I want to be single. I want to do my own thing. I don't need a man for nothing. But then you realize that. Yo. Becky sent her husband to the store. Roger. Is out there doing what he got to do for him and his family. And I look. I, I think about my, my situation where. It brought me and my girlfriend closer together because I was doing my two things. I had two hustles going on. She has her corporate job. So there wasn't really a lot of time spent. So within the past year, I've gotten to learn things about my lady that I never really picked up on just because I'm not around her like that. I get to see her on a more consistent basis. We actually get to coexist in the same spot. Okay, this is okay, this is potentially how it'll be day to day. That's why I appreciated this COVID. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm happy that we had it. Because we know a lot of people has perished. And rest in peace to anybody that's lost. Rest in peace to anybody that was lost to COVID. It's crazy. But I'm looking at it from my situation. And the other night when, you know, I'm just sitting looking at my lady, you know, she we watching TV. I'm just looking at her and it's just like, you know what? 
I'm glad I had this opportunity because who knows what would have happened. The way I was working, I ain't going to lie. I was going to fucking drive myself into the ground. I was working seven days a week. Get off from my corporate job and I'm getting into my side hustle. And that's running me all the way until it's time to get up for my next, for my job. You see, that's where people get this wrong. See, a lot of people say, yeah, I want to be an artist. I want to be creative. And they quit their jobs. I'm not stupid. I have a 401k. I have a retirement plan. I have insurance, health insurance, great health insurance. I'm not I'm not letting this shit go until I get a million dollars. And I might even need to. I ain't letting this shit go. But to all the networks out there, if you want to throw a bag at me, hit the email. You know where I'm at. We can talk. I can make adjustments. But I'm not doing that. I love y'all, but y'all not blessing the cash app that much. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm not even lying. But yeah. I just want to know, man. Hit me up. Let me know. Start a conversation. Maybe you never thought about this. Maybe you never realized that, hey, I don't pay attention to my lady or my girl or whatever. But just know that in these crazy times, if you have somebody, if you have a lady or if you have a man sitting next to you that loves you, that's riding for you, that's willing to do whatever for you. Man, cherish that. Say thank you. Always be grateful. Show gratitude. I always thought that showing gratitude to a woman was, oh, you know, I got to buy her a $300 necklace or I got to, you know, just buy her expensive purses and stuff, man. I've learned that the littlest things can go the longest way. Just a, hey, babe, you know what? I just picked up some candy I knew you like. See, people get lost in this shit, I think, because they only think about their significant others when, not when it's convenient, but when you're supposed to do it. Like, for instance, you get off of work at 530. Yeah, you're thinking of your lady, but. It's it's just it's normal when you get off of work, you're just gonna call you're gonna call your lady, you're gonna call your man and do that. Which is okay. It's not a problem. But you have to do it other times. Alright, babe, hey, I'm on my way home. I'll see you in a bit. And then you come home and you got flowers. Or you got candy. Or maybe picked up dinner. Or maybe picked up a movie. Maybe picked up a book. It's just a thought. Like, look, hey, babe, look, I thought about you in this instance and I figured you'd probably like it. It doesn't take much. See, people get caught up in this Instagram and Twitter and social media bullshit to where they want all this. They think that they're celebrities and they're trying to live like they're celebrities. 
man, appreciate who you got. Appreciate the love that you're able you're able to create with somebody. Let that petty shit go. Because there's a lot, honestly, early in my relationship, I wanted to just call it quits because honestly, that's the type of person I am. I ain't going to argue with you. I'll just leave. I'm not going to sit here and do this run around game with you. I'll just leave. Because I look at it as I'm the prize. I do very well for myself. I'm not trying to impress these women out here. These women need to impress me. You need to make me want to lock you down. Not the other way around. That's why I used to fuck up. Where I thought the women were the prize. It's not. And here's how I feel. If everyone feels that way, if the woman feels like she's the prize, if the man feels like he's the prize, just imagine not only the confidence that's just oozing out in society, but just think about the type of people we're talking about. Because usually if somebody is extremely confident, nine times out of 10, well, I wouldn't say nine times out of 10, six times out of 10, they're probably successful. I'm not saying all. I mean, there's always exceptions to the rules, so fuck you. This is a podcast. I don't have to be correct. But you get what I'm saying. So, I'm going to go ahead and get in while you guys get into shit while you guys are here. Oh, where I want to start today? I don't know. Let me see. Let me see here. It looks like Derek, the trial for Derek Chauvin has started. The officer that killed George Floyd. um, The officer that held his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight freaking minutes. I don't know about y'all, but man, it's hard. It's extremely hard not talking like it's it's extremely hard talking about this stuff because it brings up all those feelings. It's like I'm reliving last year all over again. Watching that man cry for his deceased mother. Because he knows I'm coming. I'm coming, mom. I'm going to be with you. And listening to these open remarks by the defense team and saying that they have two witnesses that were with George Floyd and he was popping Percocets and he fell asleep before all this happened. And in the 911 call, the the owner of the store, the, the clerk at the store that called the cops said that George Floyd assumed to be drunk. But there's video that shows that he wasn't messing with anybody. 
Because if popping Percocets and drinking is illegal, I mean, I know plenty of white communities that should should be locked up today. And I know from experience in North Fulton, in Atlanta. So the demonizing of this black man who was killed to get off this officer who knows he was wrong. There's no way you're telling me. There's no way you're telling me that he didn't, in his mind, know what the fuck he was doing. What were you waiting for? You've got two other police officers with you. What's the problem? Tell me, what's the problem? And I'm trying to figure out how... I don't know. This is one of those situations to where I would I, I hate to see what happens if they let this man off. I hate to see it because the defense is saying that they have two witnesses that were with George Floyd. Now the the DA. They have three witnesses. They have the nine the the nine one one caller, excuse me, the nine one one operator, and there were two bystanders. So those are those are the prosecutors' uh, witnesses. So right now they're you know everything's just coming out. I can't even lie. I'm I'm trying to stay into it, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard dealing with it. It's hard talking about it. It's hard thinking about it. As a black man, when I look at that George Floyd video, when I look at the Tamir Rice video, when I look at any of these videos, I see me. I see my cousins. I see my little cousins. I see my nephews. And it's time and time and time and time again. I, 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 I can't take it anymore. And that's my issue with a lot of these black trauma films. I'm going to tell you. I'm, at, I'm to the point right now to where the only, the only black trauma I can take is Django. <laughs> I'm not even lying. That's one movie with black trauma that I can watch just because of how it ends. It usually doesn't end that way. Think of, look at, look at, um, Judas and the Messiah. Like, I know it's a, it's a, it's a true story and we have to get these stories out, but there has to be other ways other means this can't be the only material the only entertainment geared towards black people is black trauma 
Look what we did to y'all back in the day and nobody is paying for this. Look what the FBI and the CIA and the DEA and all these federal agencies were doing to our black leaders and our communities. And some of these people are not only in the same positions, but their, their family members are in positions of power. Friends. So what are we doing? Because I honestly look at this and I think this trial is a farce. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. George Floyd's family got $27 million. That's right. $27 million. I talked about it on, on my, on my previous shows. I don't think this man is going to jail. Do you? Do they ever go to jail? We all know the answer to that. We all know. It's not a surprise anymore. It's no shock. We see what's happening. We see what's going on. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just to the point now to where shit is shit is going to hit the fan. If this police officer does not go to jail. If he gets off with the murder of George Floyd. Eight minutes on his neck. Do you know how long eight minutes is? Have you thought about it? Have you sat through it? Oh, man, I'm telling you, as a black man in America, these are stressful times. Because some days you're just tired. Some days you want to give in. Some days you just don't you just don't have enough in you to deal with this shit. Knowing the outcomes, knowing what's going on. People ask why I've been drinking a lot of wine lately. You must don't know. And you must don't care. Now, my wine drinking has absolutely nothing to do with you. <sighs> but we do have to realize as people that at some point we have to make some type of progression. We have to. This shit has been going on for long enough. And I pray, I pray that we get the outcome that we're looking for because if they find some type of excuse, some type of loophole or whatever to get this officer off from killing George Floyd, this country is done. 
This country is done. If you thought storming the Capitol bullshit was crazy, it's done. Mark my words. Now, I don't want to talk about that bastard anymore. Shit gets on my fucking man. It it irks me having to talk about that shit. Now, on to more exciting news for you guys. Sharon Osbourne exits the talk with a payout of up to $10 million. You've heard it. Sharon Osbourne got a payday up to eight figures from CBS as she exited the talk last week amid allegations of racist behavior. Sharon is walking away with five to $10 million minimum payout. And was able to spend that. It was her decision to leave. And she can talk about what's going on. She'll be able to um, give her side of the story. She'll be able to give y'all all of the tea that goes on behind the scenes at the talk. You know she wants to do that. But if you're not familiar with the story, this all stemmed from Piers Morgan making racial comments and and saying racial things about Meghan Markle when Meghan Markle was talking about the royal family. Yeah, I know. This shit seems like it happened so long ago. This was literally only like a few weeks ago, people. Stay with me here. So, Piers Morgan says what he says. One of his black co-hosts gets on live television and calls him out. Hey, you said you went on a date with Meghan Markle. She dumped you. She found Harry. She doesn't talk about you anymore, but you bash her consistently every single day. Piers gets mad, quits his job, walks off set, all this other shit. Sharon Osbourne comes in on the talk. She's sitting there talking about Piers is a good guy, and she was pretty much defending what he was saying. And pretty much she was jumped on by the cast of The View and what was going on. And and they were having their back and forth. And she ended up leaving the show. But hey, you leave for 5 to $10 million And I can fucking sit down and probably make another $2 million off my interview? Fuck you guys. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to ruin your fucking day. She's going to spill all the tea on the asses. You think I'm going to be mad? Hell no. I want to see what Lonnie Love and them bitches got going on. All that drama. Is that the view? I don't know. The talk, the view. I don't know, man. All this feminist bullshit they got on television, man. They need to put real niggas on television. All this feminist bullshit. Got our ladies out here single at these old ages trying to figure out where all the men at. Boy, boy, boy. Okay. On to other news. So, it looks like here, I'm hearing that Justin LeBoy, this past weekend, Justin LeBoy allegedly got his ass whooped by the Migos in Atlanta in the club. Okay, so this is... uh. 
just days after the episode went uh the episode went wide most learned that the couple was no longer an item despite speculation so pretty much they're trying to say that this uh this episode of respectfully justin where sweetie was a guest and openly had some shade to throw towards her ex-boyfriend and talking shit and doing her thing so they pretty much trying to jump on justin leboy because of what sweetie did so because you can control your chick and what your chick is saying in the media you want to go beat up the guy she talking shit to now I, by any means, have no beef with the Migos. I, I fucks with the Migos. Hannah Montana still gets play wherever I'm at. But I do want to say, I hope that these young men do not go out this way. This is a tumultuous time. Him and Sweetie just did the Vogue magazine. They were on their shit. They, they was on their rise. Bro. Do not lose it all over this chick. Do not lose it all over this woman. You have to think. You have to think. Doing shit like this doesn't benefit anybody. Doesn't benefit the Migos. It doesn't benefit Sweetie. It doesn't benefit Justin LeBoy. Well, I guess it does, because if it's, if this is true, he can sue their asses. But I just think it's kind of weird. And then TMZ is dropping a video of Quavo and Sweetie in the elevator. I don't know what's going on. This It seems like this situation, I don't know if it's an old situation that happened or if it's something that happened recently. I don't know. Uh, TMZ is reporting this. Take a look. See what's going on. I don't want to get into all that. That's messy. I'm not going to support that on my platform. Once I see some more credible stories come out, I might report on that next week. But I'm going to leave that right where the fuck it is. I really just hope that Quavo and them boys are not out here putting their careers in, in danger because of this chick. Or because of what it might been might have been said on a podcast. I think that's stupid. I think that's crazy. And I think that's a waste of talent. But I'm not surprised. Because our young black talented brothers. Always find a way to do something stupid to lose it. That's why I look at Deshaun Watson. I'm just like bro. I swear to God Deshaun. I hope this shit is not true. Because if it is. I feel like a whole fucking can of worms on a lot of people is going to open up. Because trust me, you ain't just doing that shit. You know somebody else is doing that shit. Somebody else put you on them chicks. Somebody else put you in there. Somebody else set you up. Somebody else knew what you might have had going on. But hey, that's just me. Had to get a smart podcast. I just say what I feel. Say what's on my mind, baby. Don't get mad. Create your own platform and do the same. That's all you got to do.
Matter of fact, I'll walk you through it. $30 consultation. Skull 516 on Cash App. Hit me up. $30 consultation. I got you. I can also consult you on growing cannabis as well. I'm a jack of all trades here, people. I told you, we hustle to make a living. That's what we do. We gonna find a way. We always find a way. Don't even matter. Get it how we fucking live, man. No excuses at all. But I just hope that these dudes don't. I hope these boys ain't fucking up, man. Because that that video for Quavo, that shit is not looking good, ladies and gentlemen. So you heard it here first if you didn't hear it before. All right. Now, I do want to hop into this Little Nas X situation. As you know, Little Nas X had dropped Satan shoes. And Nike is suing the maker of the shoes for trademark infringement. So apparently Lil Nas X, you know, he dropped his his new song and he had some Nikes that were custom made. They were like devil themed or whatever, had a drop of blood in them and all types of shit. And pretty much Nike's like, yo, we had nothing to do with this shit. They bought about 600 pairs of Nike shoes and custom made them. So everybody thought that, okay, he was coming from a place where Nike sponsored him or something like that. But no, that is not what happened. Little Nas X is on some other shit. I don't fuck with this shit. I didn't see the video. I don't fuck with that devil stuff. I don't deal with that. I don't know what he's trying to get across. I don't know what he's trying to signal signal. I don't know what he's trying to tell us. Um, but yeah, I don't fuck with that. But Nike is suing the creator of the little Nas X Satan shoes for trademark infringement. You can check that out when you get a chance, but I ain't gonna spend too much time on that shit. Fuck about that, man. I don't deal with that devil stuff. That devil worshiping and stuff? Nah, I'm cool. Miss me with that shit. You miss me with that. Now, something that caught my eye this week. So, NFL owners approve a 17-game season starting this year, 2021. The players and the owners approve the expansion of the regular season of 17 games to on Tuesday. A long-expected decision that will be that will generate additional revenue for the country's richest sports league, according to ESPN. So it looks like here, no more 16 game season. They're going to drop one game from the preseason. They're going to add a game to the regular season. So we will have 17 weeks of football. Woo. I'm happy. I like it. it gives my jets one extra game to get shit right. <coughs> For real, man. Shit, we ain't been we ain't been popping since since Rex was there. Mark Sanchez was behind center. Mr. Buck Fumble himself. So 17 game season coming. The players act like they're not too happy about it, but I'm sorry, it's collectively bargained, so you agreed to it. Pad up, strap up, do your thing. 
sit out a game, only play your 16 if you want to. But I feel like maybe the the coaches or the teams, like they'll find a way to get that extra buy-in. Well, the extra buy for like the, you know, like the, 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 the important players and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. And it looks like they're going to be playing international games starting back in 2022. At least once every eight seasons. At least every team. Um, each team will play an international game at least once every eight seasons. Up to four neutral site games will be scheduled with the initial focus on Canada, Europe, Mexico, South America, and United Kingdom. Damn, so the NFL trying to span all over. They're trying to go everywhere. I'm with that. Shout out to my people out in South America that listen to me. I fucks with you. Already, man. Continental over here, beesh. Um, there was some chatter about Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, because if you don't know, LaMarcus Aldridge signed with the Nets, you know, Blake Griffin signed with the Nets. So everybody's in a big hoopla, especially Stephen A, man. I'm telling you, y'all, I love Stephen A, you know, inspirational. I fucks with him, right? Real heavy. But some of the shit he talks about on first take, I just can't. Sometimes I just have to cut the goddamn TV off. He's that bad. Sometimes I have to cut the TV off because he is that fucking bad. And I don't say that to be a hater. I'm saying because how are you going to sit here and say Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge joining the Nets is too much? But you call LaMarcus Aldridge a, a scrub. You call Blake Griffin a scrub. Fuck, I didn't even know where the fuck Blake Griffin was once he left um, the Clippers. I didn't even know he was in Detroit. Like, what the fuck? Doing what? Losing, that's what. LaMarcus Aldridge, when he left the Blazers and went to the to the Spurs, that was it. That's the last I heard of his ass. So all of a sudden, they get with KD, who hasn't been playing. James Harden been out there balling for the Nets. Shout out to Russell uh, Russell Westbrook, who just had a triple-double the other night. That motherfucker went off. Do you hear me? Anyways, I digress. KD ain't playing. James Harden out there balling. Kyrie come and go when he please. Like, come on, dog. Like, all the only thing is you sitting over there at the Lakers, you seen LeBron injured, AD injured. They just get they just get drumming. Andre Drummond. Ooh, I'm scared. Andre Drummond's gonna hold them until LeBron gets. Get the fuck out of here. Lakers, Lakers will be be lucky to get a sixth seed in the West. If LeBron and AD don't hurry up and get their asses back. But they got the nerve to sit here and talk shit about Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge signing with the Nets. That is not an issue. That is not a problem. See, what it is, they just need a narrative to talk about. Because seriously, when's the last time anybody talked about those two players individually? Because I guess they're supposed to go to the Bucks, right? With Giannis Antetokounmpo, whatever his name is, you know, the Greek freak. 
Sorry if I got your name wrong. I know I did. Working on it. He ain't doing shit. $200 million contract missing free throws and shit. Getting MVPs, but that's it. They supposed to go there? Were they supposed to go to the Magic? Fuck that. I'm going to do what LeBron did. I'm ring chasing. Fuck. Everybody out like they got a problem with shit. Oh, man. But yeah, I had to get that out, guys. But, um, yeah, um, I don't think it's a big deal. I think the Nets going to take it all away. The way James Harden's playing, the way Kyrie's playing, wait the KD get back along with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and DeAndre Jordan. They got a squad. Squad. You see, for me, it looked like the Nets weren't expecting Dwight Howard to leave the Lakers. That's what I'm thinking. That's the whole point of getting DeAndre Jordan. Because if you want to play that big man game, you want to go big, we can go big. We got one. You want to go traditional? We can go traditional. So, let me say nothing but a thing, man. Now, before I try to ease my way on up out of here today, I got to talk about this Governor Kemp's bitch ass. So, we all know that Governor Kemp signs the GOP election bill. He did this last Thursday. Oh, God. Okay, so according to Democrats and voting rights groups, they say uh, the law that was passed will disproportionately disenfranchise voters of color. It is one of a wave of GOP-backed election bills introduced in states around the country after former President Donald Trump stoked false claims that fraud led to his 2020 election defeat. Now, I'm not surprised by any of this. I hope you're not surprised by any of this. This is expected. They're going to try to do any and everything to try to disenfranchise and try to stop people from voting. Okay. Now, according to the, to the AP, the Republican changes to voting law in Georgia follows record breaking turnout that led to democratic victories in the presidential contest and two U S Senate runoffs in one reliably red state. So pretty much they seen that look, we, we see what's going on here. These people know that they have the power to vote. These people know that their voice matters. And see, this is why voting is so important, people. Because if your vote didn't matter, if voting wasn't important, they wouldn't go through these, through these steps. They wouldn't do all this shit. They wouldn't try to stop you from voting if it wasn't that important. But you see, what's happening is, and it all comes back to this browning of America. This is white people trying to defend what little they have left. This is the white people trying to hold off what's inevitable. We outnumbered you in the first place. And I'm talking about slaves to white people. <laughs> 
And it's interesting. I was watching um, a talk about slavery and um, I believe it was Huey P. Newton. And he's saying that, you know, people are people have an issue with, with, with black people being stronger and faster and better and just 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 outright better than white people. And his his explanation is, well, if you look at the conditions in which black people were put under with slavery, where we were given the worst housing, the worst clothing, the worst food, and we still managed to survive. So don't you think that our race would be superior just in the fact that our weak genes, our weaklings died off. Those in slavery who couldn't withstand it died off. And those who could, those genes were passed on. And those genes still live today. And that bloodline is still running today. So that's what we have to remember. We have to remember that this shit is nothing new. They're always going to try to find ways to keep us out. They're always going to try and find ways to keep us from doing what they know we have the power to do. And that's use our voice, use our vote to make change. I just hope that everyone turns out in two years when it's time for, you know, the midterm elections and, and, you know, I just hope that we keep this up and we show them that we will not be defeated. Stacey Abrams is working double time. I guarantee you that. And I'm glad to have her on my team. God damn it. Cheers to Miss Stacey. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, if I had this wine, I'd probably smack a bitch. <laughs> Oh goodness. All right, y'all. So I got to talk about it. Snowfall. What you think? You want to know what I think? All three of them going to hit that pipe in Arkansas. Or Arkansas, as I like to call it. I don't feel confident about those people at all. Do you? You think they're going to be able to withstand that pipe? As much questions? Boy, did you see how that, that, that boyfriend and that husband was looking? He was, that boy, that boy looked like he was, what you mean I can't bring this in? Don't touch it. Don't, well, these rules, like, nigga. Bro, no, first of all, let me back up. Did you see when the chick tested the coke and she was pregnant? Lord Jesus, help me. I don't know. It might work out. It might not. But me, I'm thinking the latter. I'm thinking they're going to fuck the whole operation up in Arkansas. And I'm thinking they're going to cost Franklin a lot of money. Now. What y'all think about the uncle? Where the uncle find out that, you know, pretty much. The plug is the government and we can't quit. What do you think about him rolling up on Franklin drunk 
anybody can be replaced. How you feel about that? That's wild. Anyone can be replaced. Yeah, I find that crazy. I find that funny. But I'm not going to trip over it. I'm just going to sit and watch what happens like everybody else. But I'm curious. I'm I'm just curious because Buddy's falling off the hinges, man. I understand it's fucked up. Your brother died and you're trying to get your shit together. But you fucking up. And you sitting there threatening Franklin. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Leon with his bitch ass. I can't stand Leon, but I fucking hate Leon. I hate that nigga. Do you hear me? I hate Leon. Why his boy thought he was going to get some pussy? Fatback ain't had no pussy all season. The whole series. And you think you won't get bailed out of jail? Scully girlfriend went ham, didn't she? Spoiler alert. Yeah, she killed Fatback. Stabbed his ass up. Boy, the girlfriend. Boy, he smacked the shit out of the girlfriend. Boy, she was like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, that shit was funny. But she stabbed that nigga up, man, and then left him for dead. Because Scully and, and Man Boy couldn't do shit, man. And Leon got the motherfucking nerve to look at Franklin and say that's his motherfucking fault. Nigga, if you would have just laid low like I told you, do you hear me? They don't hear you, though. The motherfuckers don't care. Fucking hate Leon, bro. I used to fuck with Leon, man, but. Ever since Franklin went off on that nigga in the car, in the car that one day, a few a few seasons ago, man. Fuck that nigga Leon, man. He always thought he was better than the nigga. Fuck the little news lady always looking for an article, always looking for an interview or some shit. Fuck her. Bitch, I don't give a fuck what you know. Go ahead and let me know what you know so I can go ahead and get you whacked, ho. Coming up in here talking that shit. You know Wanda gonna get back on the crack. I don't give a fuck. Who did her makeup and shit? How you how you a crack addict? You clean up and you just pretty. Weave done. Tooth back in her mouth. Everything. <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm looking forward to seeing the episode tonight. Seeing what's going on. I love Snowfall. One of the best shows on television right now. I also like For Life, too. Even though... Once he got out of jail for life, kind of got a little stale for me, but I like, I like that. I like that show a lot as well. I really fuck with it, man. But honestly, y'all, I kept it kind of light for y'all this week. You know, ain't too much shit popping off, man. I'm gonna keep my eye on this Quavo and Sweetie situation because this video coming out makes a lot more sense with what's been going on in their situation. And according to TMZ, this happened before they broke up. So who knows, man? Who knows if there has been domestic violence? Who knows if there's been, you know, these type of situations going on? So 
All my fellas out there, man, don't put your hands on the ladies, man. Love your ladies. Appreciate your ladies, man. Don't don't hurt them. Because what would you do if another nigga put their hands on your lady, man? You're going to whoop their ass. So don't you put your hands on your lady, man. Never, ever put your hands on your lady. You heard? Don't be a bitch out here, man. If it get that serious, walk the fuck away. Leave the house. Go take a walk. Go do something. Don't, don't, don't sit in the situation if you don't have to. And definitely don't beat your queen either. That's not the route to go. At all. Bitch ass niggas out here doing that whole shit. Man, got me fucked up. But man, all my people out there, I hope you stay happy. Hope you stay healthy. Hope you stay productive. Hope you have a good week. Hope you check in with me, man. Keep checking in with me. Keep politicking with me. Keep fucking with me. Keep listening to me. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for all the love, all the support, all the feedback, all the downloads, all the subscriptions. Bavaria, I see you. South America, I see you. Now, South America, I ain't going to lie. I I can't see the specific country, but I just see South America. So. South America, wherever you at, listen to me. I appreciate you. Texas, Cali, Montana, New York, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia. We we getting into a little bit more states, man. We we starting to touch a little bit more. Let's keep it moving. Like I always keep saying, man, it's a grassroots movement, man. We family. If you find out somebody listen to me, you know they cool because they fucks with me. Now, I ain't telling you to go share your joints and all the other type of shit, but hey, you listen to the Ghetto Smart Podcast? Oh, well, I know. I know you a type of person. I know I can fuck with you. I know I can coexist with you for a little while. And I don't even know you. That's the environment we trying to trying to build. That's the environment that I'm in. This is the type of, type of uh, feel that I'm trying to bring to my platform. Positivity, good entertainment, and just a good time, man. A lot of people out there, especially during these COVID times, a lot of people by themselves, a lot of people not doing shit, a lot of people just in solitude. Hang out with your boy, man. I'm here. If you ever want to reach out, man, hit me up on Twitter, Ghetto Smart Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram, Ghetto Smart Pod. You can send me an email. The ghetto smart pod at gmail.com. I can always be reached. I do correspond. Again, if you're going to jump in my DMs, ladies, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I got a lady. So if you're going to jump in the DMs, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the back and forth. But, you know, let me know you listening to the show. You know, let me know that, you know, you fuck with me or something like that. You know what I mean? Don't just keep trying to get the draws. Do some fucking work. (laughs) But until next week, people. I wish you well. I wish you wealth. I wish you health. Peace.